This week in league, mum's a gold digger, dad's a cunt, but both weeks Jack Whiten's kid got child support. We hope. Tim Smith test drives a new Toyota Brian Smith Grand Final concept car. South Sydney Rehabitos show they're better at staying on top of an operating table than a premiership table. And we preview all of the action for week three of the finals. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 207 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Welcome to all our new listeners and thanks for stopping by. Hi guys, apologies in advance. Yeah, it's getting late in the season. I mean, the show's show's getting shorter each week and... uh, I'm not apologising for that. I'm not apologising for that either. I mean, it's it's fucking fantastic. It is. the best part. It's keeping me alive. (laughs) It's the best part of the season, especially when your team's not involved. (laughs) This is the complete opposite to the middle of fucking winter when... It's it's fucking busted ass cold, and yep. you're getting out of here at one. That's tough. Or twelve thirty. That's tough. That's a tough part. And of the you're like, now. I'm trying to be polite. I'm seeing you out, but can you fucking get on your way? Because I'm just standing with the door open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's fucking freezing, and um, you got you got your drive for an hour or whatever to get home, and um, yeah, I'll be doing that, and maybe that again, editing and uploading this fucking thing. <laughs> but um, I must admit, since uh, Legacy Way is open, it cuts cuts about fifteen minutes off my trip. Oh, there you go. Although, on the way home, it's ironic that it's called Legacy Way, because if I crash into a fucking pylon or something, that will be my legacy. <laughs> <laughs> this show this show will be your legacy. When I get replaced by fucking Hilgenfeld or someone, <laughs> jerk like that. What a fucking way to trade down. Hey, yeah, I, and, and I know he's been speaking to you as well. He's uh, going to do a podcast. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be called. He's like, he's listening to us and he goes, wow. Those guys make it sound so easy. It sounds like any fucking dumb cunt can do it. Yeah. You know what I am? I'm a dumb cunt. I'm going to give this a go. <laughs> Only a dumb cunt like me can... Hey, I'm a guy hey. like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guy like me. I can be... I can podcast too. But let's be real. This is the I'm podcast... Sure he talks this like is that. The, This is the podcast that has launched a thousand podcasts though. Not a thousand, but... A well, thousand could, and fucking one I could now. easily... Yeah. I could... I would, I would say that we could probably find ten... For sure, uh, minimum. A couple that like actually directly, you know, acknowledge it and admit it. Um, Others are not. Enough. Some don't. Some just steal and you know. Yeah. You know, Which category is Jay fall into? Well, we'll see, don't we? We'll yeah, see. that's it. Uh, he's he's uh, he starts to, calling people fuckheads. I know he's trying to. Yeah. That's my go. I know he's trying to pin the both of us down for an episode each. Absolutely. Yeah. So he's uh, like, oh, but you're all so busy. Oh, fuck you, man. I'll make time for you. Fuck. And um, maybe <laughs> keep fucking drawing yeah. shitty drawings of me, man. I'll fucking yeah. yeah that's what your episode will be about. Like, yeah. <laughs> how do you feel? You know, looking exactly like I don't know. Look, anything we joke about now is spoilers because it's going to happen for sure. Exactly. But <laughs> honestly, like Chapo sent me a photo yeah. on Twitter the other day. He's like, "You've got some interesting friends," and it was a photo of some freaky, like alternate-looking people. Yeah. With Carl Pilkington. Honestly, I'd double take at the photo. God's <laughs> like, has he photoshopped? Oh no. <laughs> or was I hanging out with those people and I was high? What? <laughs> Did I take up drugs and I can't remember it? <laughs> Fuck. It's even watching the show, sometimes I'm almost like, oh, God, it's fucking, it's dead set looks like me. It's painful. 
awful. Yeah, you see the times like when you when you're watching a rabbits game this year and you and you, and, you know, Glenn Stewart's dropping the ball and you're like, oh. I didn't really get the Glenn Stewart thing that much, and it's only coaching Jackson like last season, and again this season, like footy people, footy people. Every, there's is a, a sprinkling of people like. Ipswich footy people probably not like the Venn, the, the Venn diagram probably doesn't cross over with like Ricky Gervais and like yeah, sure. like Cedric Carl Pilkington yeah. fans. Yep. Good times. But um, yeah. Well, that Glenn, the Glenn Stewart thing started when you got a photo with Glenn Stewart at that manly fight. Exactly. And, and you look like you were <laughs> related. Yeah. Slash Cam, twins. Cam Savage fucking drowned in a sea of his own semen. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people come up to Glenn Stewart and go, yeah. Look like Glenn Blakely. I love your podcast, mate. Yeah, it's like, fucking fantastic. You How do you get away with that? You... Saying all that shit about footy players and stuff when you run out alongside them. Yeah, and and, yet they, and they they talk about you talk about yourself in the third person. Yeah. You know, geez, you're arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, new sponsor for this week, uh, brought to you by Betting Club. You can find them. They got a great URL, betting club. So taking advantage of the new extensions that uh, that get released. And um, <laughs> shout out to Curtis <laughs> Lanier. He's uh, he bought uh, NRL dot fail when really? when dot fail was as a top level was released the top level domain. And so um, I'm not I'm not sure if he's uh, if he's still feeding stuff there, but I think he's basically going to put like you know like your John Monahan stories. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago when the, the domain was available, but yeah, something like that. So betting dot club. Now they're in the process of launching their new website and their branding. The website's up and working and everything, but for our Twill Nation folks they've got some really good deals for the degenerate gambles amongst you which is basically all of us they've got three promos going on at the moment that uh, they're offering to the twill nation family the first one first deposit into your account deposit 50 bucks get 150 bucks in bonus bets what importantly only in only available in queensland tassie and the northern territory unless you're named blakely because that is that's right up at blakely's alley that 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 deal you're in queensland Amen. So there you go. You I wonder don't... if just people in Tassie and Northern Territory and, and Queensland are just like looser by nature and they're like, it's going to make these guys go crazy. Like loser by nature, like they're going to lose more Looser. Looser, as in more inclined to bet, you know, Rashly. a large sum of money. Yes, yes. And now we've got some specific ones related to the rugby league world. Now they've got this thing they're calling the NRL Power Play. It's like a happy hour sort of deal offered between 5pm and 7pm each Friday night. And if you get on there, you get, you know, obviously a, you know, more favourable odds. For example, this time round, this Friday night between 5pm and 7pm, Queenslander, the deal is, it's called, Broncos and Cowboys. It's a multi for the Broncos and Cowboys to win and it's paying $5 for a max bet of 50 bucks. Now, I checked a... Uh, unnamed competitor before we went to air tonight and that multi is paying $3.78 right. so get on uh, get on here at betting club and you can uh, you can get five bucks for that multi which is not out of the question to be perfectly honest no so you know still more than uh... that was definitely the more you put on the more you get back but only to a maximum of $50 <laughs> we've been saying it for years we've been saying it for years and uh, finally there's an NRL finals promo if your team scores 18 points but loses you get a bonus bet with your uh, your stake, up to $100. So, I mean, there's some good deals there, and I know that they're going to get something together for us for the grand final uh, in terms of a betting uh, a betting promo um, for the Twill Nation guys. So, stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, betting club. Betting.club is the URL. Uh, get over there, take advantage, and uh, it'd be great next year if they could give us, like, 
extra odds like on like on first try scorer versus Ashford. Now he's playing. Oh, the can you imagine it? <laughs> So like we go, yeah, the player the player that you know, directly marks up on Ashford if you pick you know pick him the first try and he didn't fight first try score and he doesn't get the first try, then you know, you get bonus bets back or you get your refund or you know, or you get like, you know, five dollars or ten, you know, whatever a good odds for first try score is. That would be sensational. And uh yeah, thank you very much to Betting Club for getting on board. Now we move on to the mailbag. Got a lot this week. Because it's funny and also because uh only got two games to recap too, so we've got a little bit of time tonight. We don't want to make it like a 10-minute show. So, MySaguna85. I know this is not NRL-related, but since there's a lot of NFL followers on here, I ask you this question. WTF is with the Cougar dating site ad break during the ESPN NFL broadcasting. Oh, Mrs. Anderson, your chocolate milk, ta- milk tastes delicious. For fuck's sake. Emoticon, emoticon, emoticon. <laughs> so, look, I don't know, because to be perfectly honest... When I'm not watching a Game Pass stream of my side, which I paid for, I'll just I'll stream I'll stream the other games that if I want to watch them in a perfectly and, legal <clears throat> fashion. In a perfectly illegal fashion, but in in the way you know how they got that little thing like you know the NRL can you know blah, 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 that on that guy that they're saying the, <laughs> the express permission guy. Um, but so basically, those streams are fed straight from the states. So I didn't see a Cougar dating ad. What I what I do see though is you see ads for you know the Golden Corral and all these places where they give you like you know a hundred nuggets for three ninety nine and you know, <laughs> you know, all you can eat all you can eat all you can eat sirloin steak and you know and I just think with wow. a free stomach banding thrown in. Oh wow! I'd actually be I'd be dead within a year if I <laughs> if I lived in the state because I'm looking at that deal. I'm going that's value for money. I was at a mate's place on the weekend just. Uh Speaking of eating excessively, yeah, nothing to do with the cougar ad, which I don't have an explanation for. You're at a mate's place eating cougars excessively. Okay, Not, I'm well, following. Um, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And just casual as you like, my mate says that he was talking about someone else, and he says uh, he he's basically the way this guy is. He's like he's like me. Yeah. If I didn't have control of my food addiction hmm he's like it's King Kong Bundy <laughs> he goes it's like you constantly have to be wary of what you what you eat and yeah. how, how you eat and all the rest of it otherwise you'd be 600 kilo he's like 600 kilo he's he's well on the way King Kong Bundy that's what I reckon <laughs> Just, <laughs> I was like you know King Kong Bundy right wait, when do I have a food addiction <laughs> it's a bit harsh yeah you don't, like, you don't have a food addiction at all oh it's it's a constant battle. Yeah, you go, yeah, you go right in the tooth, but I mean, you don't know, like massively. Like chocolate is a weakness. Oh, but other than that, I mean, you don't smash. You don't like. You don't go that hard on other shit, though, right? No, I don't. But it's a constant battle that I have to go. You know what? I'm not going to eat X, Y, or Z. Or I'm not going to. So what eat. else is there? No, like what is it that you have to? I mean, like I know the chocolate oh, yeah. thing. Like because the chocolate thing, you come in here fiending like a crackhead every week. Going, got any chocolate? Got any chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> to which the answer is usually no. Lately, yeah. <laughs> surely you can make some of these pop bot doll things, like made out of chocolate. That twisty oh, one. I'd oh, even sure. need a twisty if it was chocolate. Oh, yeah, I could probably do that. Get twisty, put it in plaster, make a mold, pour chocolate in. Yeah, line like mold a with plastic. Sounds like a lot of work just to get you to eat a eat a deadly looking clown. But just you know, like ribs. If we yeah, if I we go have dinner, dinner or just massive helpings like tonight, we had. 
lasagna and I had to make myself a little serve of lasagna and then there was like half a lasagna left. I was like, Jesus, I could eat that. For a pound, Lunch tomorrow. No, I can't. See, that's the thing. I can't have another big dose of pasta tomorrow. And, God, that's what I say. It's a constant battle. Fucking Glenn Kardashian. I wish. Be a decent sex tape. <laughs> Wait. What, would it? No, what? Of course it would, Nathan. You'd watch it. John 17, that is N 17 Is Blake Ferguson being ironic, says John, with a screenshot of Instagram... Blake Ferguson started following user men with class. <laughs> <laughs> well, learn up, Blakey. Mitch the Geo. I'm in Vancouver and a homeless dude sees my t shirt and says, I know Run DMC, but who's Run TMB? I replied, a myth. <laughs> it's sensational. There's no homeless people in Canada. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is. Plenty. <laughs> I had a mate that, um, Went over to Canada, like on doing a world trip, but you know, sort Are of they working, French? <clears throat> working at places. No, I think they're in Vancouver, but um, he was working at a bottle, and he got robbed. You know, in, let's say that, let's say they lived in Vancouver for six months. He got robbed at least three times. Wow. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. Canadians are all like, yeah, you know, hey guy, <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> just gonna steal some of your shit, eh? <laughs> I just think, I just, I just think of the, you know, the Terrence and Philip with the heads bouncing around. <laughs> <laughs> ugly Bob yeah so ugly now uh, Unky D when I first saw the pig tweets and memes I won't lie Chapo was the first guy I thought of <laughs> of course referring to David, Ca- David Cameron and his recent news the first person I thought of was Trotters well yeah the recipient yeah on the receiving end yeah, yeah exactly maybe it was Trotters on the receiving when end he Chapo Eng- when did he get England <laughs> yeah don't go to England now it's open season <laughs> <laughs> it's like <clears throat> I'm here to see the Prime Minister. <laughs> I hear he's got something for me. <laughs> uh, 10 Downing Street. Oh, lucky it's a tourist place. 10 Downing Street is a tourist place, so you know exactly where to go. Uh, my Scooter 85. Uh, hey, fellas, I must say I really enjoyed the 70s retro porn-style music that was played during the Audible Troll segment. I like it's becoming known as the Audible Troll yeah. segment as well, which is great. Fantastic. Uh, sort of loses its impact for the actual sponsor. But yeah. Mick the Perm as well. LOL, what was that porno music rejoin when doing Audible promo and Glenn uh, showed IG pick? Also, now we know what personal lube was for. How did he not know what personal lube was for before today? It's personal. He's been putting it in his his hair for 10 years. It's lube. Yeah, and it's personal. I've got a feeling people know, oh, what do you mean, motor oil? No, personal lube. Personal lube. Personal so that would be lubrication I use on my person. Why would I need to lubricate my person? Oh, let me count the ways. <laughs> Probably because you do you don't do it for your woman. <laughs> now, tall Hayden, too, too much time with your hair in rollers and not enough time focusing on your lady friend. The perm down low, down down below. <laughs> What is all this bed talk? God, this is awkward. Tall Hayden. Two weeks till El Loco. All capitals. Three exclamation marks. Zero Exciting. emojis. Ex- zero emojis. He can com- he can convey the feeling of excitement and anticipation without, you know, I don't even know. Without, dancing like, girl, dancing without, girl, you know, dancing like, girl. You know, Happy aubergine, face. aubergine, aubergine. <laughs> yes, you know, three squirts of liquid, three squirts of liquid. Three- <laughs> 
But um, yes, and just I was going to talk about the old Loco thing later, but this tweet uh, brings it up. The booking, as of today, I made the booking and um, <clears throat> they're all good. They're very happy for us to come down and they, they love the fact that interstate people are coming down and, you know, they're having a great time. And uh, yeah, last time we said, I think we sort of publicised it's going to be 12 p.m. at El Loco. Mm. This time, now we know the lay of the land. Yes, it's true, El Loco does open at 12 p.m. midday. However, slip in, opens at 10, right? The pub next door that's part of, it opens at 10. So we were in there smashing it for a while before the El Loco. The pub time. at the front? Yeah. No. Were we? Oh. I think we were, weren't we? Wasn't Was it, it 10, 10 or 12? I don't fucking know. Wasn't it 12? Was it? You're asking me. I've only just recovered. I just... <laughs> Someone can tell us, whatever the opening time though for the pub part, that's what we're doing. Gav was there, he'll remember. Gav was there, he was first first cab off the rank, in fact, first Gav off the rank. Tall Hayden wasn't far behind either, so um, yeah. Whenever that place opens, that's when we go in, pre-drink, head next door, smash some tacos and all that good stuff. Well, we should probably work out what time, because if it opens at 12 and we get there at 10, jeez, we can look like dickheads. Look, I'm just putting it out there now. Two weeks, you know, ish before the event, and then I'm sure that someone will walk past there and correct us or something. You know, they'll figure it out. The El Loco part definitely only opens at twelve, though, as far as I know. Mm. And that was the time I booked it for last. If we year. got there at twelve last year, and we can start drinking at ten this year. That means by three o'clock. I thought we'd work, we we started. We would have started drinking at ten because five o'clock will be in rehab. Tad Pike uh, had the bourbons and stuff in the, yeah, in the car at the airport. In? We flew early. in early. Yeah, we flew in early, and we just dumped our shit and walked straight down. So that's mm. what I'm thinking. That, that's why I'm thinking it was ten. True. So I might, you know, pretty myself up and just go and knock the top off it in the hotel room before we head down. Just relieve a little bit of tension. What tension? Very tense, Nathan. Best day of the year. It's rugby league Christmas. Time to to perform. Time to to be with my people. It's this week in league Christmas, though. It is. It is, and that makes me very, you know, anxious to to see all my people. Keep the tension. They've got three bathrooms there. Keep the tension. Keep the tension. Keep the tension. Go down there. And then Shunter shows up, and then I can't keep the tension any longer. Take him into the disabled bathroom. Oh, God. Why DIY? I'm pretty sure you can get arrested for that. (laughs) Cavernous Hope, at Cavernous Hope. I'm going to try and get to the Cows versus Purple Cheats next week wearing my This Week in League stuff. You know where he's not going to be? El Loco. Yeah. Shit fan. Yeah, he's only going to be down in Melbourne too. What about his brother? Is he going to come? Yeah, I doubt it. Equally a shit a fan. Or maybe yeah, he they carry on as like, oh, you guys are jerks. Uh, look at us. We're so fucking tall. Uh. Oh, we're so tall and so identical. Yeah. <laughs> we're so the same. <laughs> Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when it comes down to, you know, being the same, you know, eye, look at us, you know, eyeball to... Look at the top of your head. Eyeball to <laughs> kneecap. <laughs> Here yeah. I am, and uh, nowhere to be seen. Fucking ghost flamingos that is fucking boom. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Shark, 74. Dog's Mad Monday spills onto the streets in Miranda. Morris twins stumbling on the road and Cook slumped against the local Chinese. There's an eyewitness report of the Mad Monday. Really? <laughs> David Clement was wearing an adult nappy. That couldn't have ended well. And Moses Mbai was he, was, he was dressed in drag or something. I, I saw him really? photo, yeah. Nice set of pins for a guy dressed in drag. <laughs> Special K online. Are the Bulldogs fans the new Cowboys fans? Hash conspiracy. Look, mm. I'm inclined to agree. 
for this for that period of that weekend where sure. it just went crazy. But they're not going to bleed about it, you know, nonstop. But they must have they must have always had a bit of conspiracy about them because I did that Photoshop of the tinfoil jersey months ago. So, <laughs> for the, I did a Cowboys oh, one. Oh, the, the Reynolds, one. the Reynolds, Adam Reynolds and James Graham yes. charge down thing with the plastic bottles. Probably, probably. So yeah, they got they've had the conspiracy in them for a long time. Underscore oh Sammy boy. I have a frog in my throat. Union World That's Cup not first a frog, baby. <laughs> Union World Cup first game. Wearing your cap just to let Union boys know I'm harder than them. And he sent us a photo in his beautiful. Uh, I think it was I think it was in the beanie. What about we, we've had a cap at the the <clears throat> Rugby World Cup. We had a cap at Jared Haynes' first game. Yeah. Uh, Levi Stadium. Or Levi's, thought, yeah. yeah. Just taking over the world. I love it. It's amazing. Now we had like the scarf with you know Trotter's bombing the the, the yeah. red scarf right behind Hindy on TV. Uh, yeah, life- like getting getting behind Nathan Hindmarsh is comparative to you know the biggest one of the biggest fucking professional sports in the world. That was video coverage though too. I'm talking about coverage. You just you're giving the pig too much credit. Like he's had if enough, the 49ers he's had enough coverage, media attention this week. I love Mitch the Geo. If he if 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 the the 49ers game camera pans to the crowd during the game and he's like fucking rah. Is that photo uh, of Jared Hayne with the flag and the people crowding around him and then all of a sudden a guy comes over the top wearing a this looking league hat and throw, drapes a scarf over him? That's yeah, coverage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now that's coverage. Exactly. Uh, Life of Ty uh, went for a swim at Cronulla. Should say floated. The tears made the sea saltier than the Dead Sea, deader than the shark season. <laughs> A lot of deads in that sentence, sir. Um, <clears throat> Nathan L. Webb, 1980. Top bloke too, by the way. Thoughts on the finals so far? Seems last week was a waste of time and the grand finals being played a week early. It's uncle. Guess we'll talk about that more as, uh, as the show comes up. But um, it's kind of weird, to be honest, without having a dog in the fight. Just like you know, the game. I sit there in front of the games and I watch the games. And I'm like, oh, that was a shit game. Well, that was a good game. Well, that, was, that was exciting. That was a good try. Look, no emotional stake though. It's, it's tough. I must admit, you know, I'm, I've gotten so used to watching the West Tigers in the finals. Um, it's just uh, it's hard to sit there and and not wonder. You know, not wonder. You know, the Tigers they're better than that sort. They're better than those. But they've beaten that team and, and discombobulated them and and really. You know, deserve their rightful place in the grand final in two weeks' time or a week's time. Now, I will say one thing: a final series of the Tigers is a very exciting final series because you had that hundred-minute game, golden point, fucking epic oh, encounter. It's beautiful. Last minute, Lottie Dakiri dropping the bomb for fucking Captain Snooze to score the match winner. Yeah, no. The matches go the full eighty minutes. Just imagine, or longer. Just imagine if they <clears throat> happen slightly more regularly than Haley's Comet. Yeah. What a fucking time to be alive. Yeah. <sighs> Beer Boy 182. God, now I want to start a This Week in League Kickstarter to get Gilbert Gottfried to read out three minutes of My Sakuna's tweets to release as a single. Who's Gilbert Gottfried? You know Gilbert Gottfried? He's a comedian. Why the Does- fuck would I be asking who he is if I knew who he was? I'll show you after I'm whispering. Second. No one can hear people it. Know who, people know who Gilbert Gottfried is. But he's, he's got a very distinctive slash annoying voice. So is Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, no. Morgan Sam- Freeman. Samuel L. Jackson's not annoying. Morgan Freeman's not annoying. No, it's not annoying. He's got a distinct voice. Yeah, yeah, but he's got a distinct voice and it's annoying as well. Right. You'll know what... You'll know, I'll, I'll play you a video and the video that... Um, so he's Chapa. Yeah, except he's funny too. Like he's working yeah. comedian, um, very famous. He um, 
he did a video on YouTube, uh, not recently, but it gets dis- it gets sent around. And I've just bitten my tongue. Quite fucking hard. It's Chapo Karma. You reckon? Yeah. He did a, if it. Was he, Chapo Karma? I chop off my own penis. He not did a YouTube video. I think it was last year, and uh, it gets sent around every now and then though. Where uh, he did um, is like a a fake commercial for the audio book of Fifty Shades of Grey with him being the, the, the reader of the book and it's just it's fucking hilarious like it's outstanding brilliant and then so when I, when I show you after this I'll show you I'll show you that video and imagine that reading out Saguna's tweets it's going to be sensational uh, one-eyed tiger underscore the bedroom banter culminating with defeat your asterisk with podcasting gold that was <laughs> you, some of the best uh, shithead listener classic episode thanks boys hash penis of destiny asterisk Mr. Unders, I hope you're coming to the El Loco too. It's terrible. And actually, on the subject of the El Loco thing, send us a tweet and let us know if you're coming. We're not keeping, you know, strict numbers or anything like that, but just on like next week, you know, next Thursday, I want to give them a bit of an idea of uh, numbers and things like that so they can, you know, segregate a decent area, you know, so we're separated from the the clean, law-abiding people. Mr. Underscore Wars. Just renewed my two tickets for 2016 for my Broncos season member. Haven't used them in three years. What's everyone else's excuse? Hash shit fans. Well, I would say a shit fan is someone who doesn't use his tickets. Doesn't go to the games and support his team. Ah, That's a shit fan. How many games have you been to? Yeah, what's your excuse, shit fan? I've been to more Bronco games in the last three games than you have. Mm, Exactly. So, oh, I live too far away. Mm. uh, Yeah, fucking Broncos fans don't cross the fucking Malacca Straits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't cry into your three-striped money. <laughs> MJ Eagle 23. Question for all the gamers out there. Does Jared Croker cry during Rugby League Live 3 gameplay? They did say it's realistic. Someone to. someone who's who's thrown the 90 bucks on that. Well, I think it must no be the weather setting. Really shitty game. The weather setting would be like clear, uh, cloudy, uh, storm, or croquetees. Yeah. And you just play in, in like three feet of water croqueteers selected by default rugby league water polo hybrid sport short stack band thanks for the shout out lads you're welcome there's another one (laughs) (laughs) I had them on again in the car on the way up (laughs) just pumping out just singing along it's fantastic want to give us a couple of bars oh look there's a a song on the album Homecoming it's called Amy and uh, I was like if I mention short stack again I'm going to have to like try and give it a rugby league context. And there's a line in it that says, um, it's like, oh, Amy, you're my favourite disease. And I was like, oh, Robbie, you're my favourite disease. <laughs> well, he is, isn't he? He's, he's, he's everybody's favourite disease. Everybody's, I mean, he, he is club cancer. Everybody but, yeah, loves according him. According to JT. Cobra Burgers. Oi, Nate, Glenn, if I wake up and see Andy Siegs, the biggest tiger, and Mitch the Geo started following me, should I be worried? As in on Twitter or literally? <laughs> Yeah, I mean... If you turn around and those guys are standing behind you, just neck yourself. Just end r- it. Just run. I mean, I, you know, none of them are going to really mow you down, I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect. But Unless Seegs is on a psych- bicycle. Yeah, that's right, but you'd know, you'd know because he'd be, you know, covered in lycra. He would, and... Um, Give it away. His enormous penis would be there, like Matt Shervington style, and you'd be, you'd probably just pass out at the thought that he might whip that out and crack you over the skull with it. <laughs> Give a bloke a rap. MJ Eagle 23. And then you realise, oh no, he's just got his brother in his pants. <laughs> um, MJ Eagle 23. Uh, the only person to replied on this one, but yeah, South's my second favourite team. Not on this planet or any other planet that's out there. And I imagine that's the general sentiment. Tigers so, are everybody's so, second so, favourite so team. Shut up, shut up, Rabs. 
They were my second favourite team in the last round, but gee, they fucked that up, didn't they? <laughs> Freak 09. Should have called the new app this week in Saguna. Yeah. Maybe this week will be this week in the uh, world's most unattractive man. Yeah, this week, shut up, Steve. This <laughs> <laughs> fucking slammed. I love it. Grasshopper 474. Long time, long time I've been chatting to this dude on Twitter. Finally listening to you guys. Fucked if I know why I haven't before. Probably because I know Nate Bags the Titans, but who doesn't? <laughs> Indeed. True. And besides, he's becoming a Roosters fan through marriage anyway. So What? He moved to Sydney. You know, it makes sense. Mrs. Rooster fan? Makes no sense. I'm pretty sure the daughter, I think the baby daughter's... I don't know if they they rocked off for it or you know had a jewel or or something, but she's a Roosters fan. She probably so, said, "Okay, um, baby's going to be a Roosters fan." And he said, "Okay, okay." <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Jim, Frank, B, and he's just the first one that sent this to us. We added half a dozen people, so thank you everyone who sent this through. Looks like you have a listener working for the Guardian. The Guardian lads. The headline: Australians abroad: colon, Luke Dawn, comma NRL discard to Super League sensation. The teaser text, many great Australians have graced British Rugby League, but only a few have matched the utility from Maitland's impact or try-scoring accomplishments. Fucking told you, I told you all. ESL immortal Luke Dawn. Ben Roberts has carved the last couple of weeks as well. What in the I'm fucking just... world is going on in England? There's guys putting their penises in pig's mouths. Ben Roberts can play. Luke Dawn is a superstar. Luke Dawn's basically like you, the, the gunnest gun that ever gunned. Jeez. <laughs> not going to be long and people are going to start having baths and Jacob Miller fucking killing it too we're going to get to that though I got that yeah, later on exactly killing it people are going to start having baths and you know uh, refrigerating their beer refrigerating their beer and having you know generally observing uh, good dental hygiene practices popping the dentist every now yeah. and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what's going to happen they're going to become part of the real world they're going to create some national dishes that are edible that you know aren't from India <laughs> <laughs> That's it, England. What's the best thing that the best the best native English meal that's ever been Bang created? Is, mash. Like, is like is like chicken tikka masala. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, an, it's yeah, I'm pretty sure it's an Indian. It's, it's obviously you know a creation you know from Indian immigrants, but I'm pretty sure it's English. I don't think it's an Indian. I don't think you find it in India per se. Oh, yeah. It's something you find it. It's I think it was invented in England. I think. <clears throat> no fact checking here. Don't care. M fifty one avoider. This is, the, this is a section I'd like to call This Week in Smashing Glen Hard. A group Hang on, more, a this is what more, you want to call it or this is what he's calling it? This is what I'm going to call it because I grouped the, there was a number of tweets on a theme and I grouped them together just to get them over in one big hit. So right, ready? bring it. All right. M51 Avoider. Who changed his name through the week on Twitter, did you see? Huh? To Unfairly Petard. I didn't even say that. <laughs> you fuck it. Too many people said you did. It's unbelievable. I don't even remember saying it. If, like- if we are all petard with that brush, Glenn, you are our leader. Uh, tater chips. You'd follow me around in your cab. <laughs> tater underscore chips. Look, at the end of the day, if I had a dollar of every time Glenn says, look, at the end of the day, I could buy Tay-Tay an ass. <laughs> if I didn't love Redhead so much. And also, she follows it up again. Also, petard. That word should be used more often. I like it. <laughs> You're welcome. Feel free someone, to throw it in. I can't find the tweet, but someone someone said, like, yeah, he said it. Here's a timestamp. Wow. <laughs> um, and then Tater said again, she said, look at the end of the day, you should put it on a loop and add music. <laughs> Actually put all Glennisms to music. New intro tune. 
Remember full, I've done full, nothing but rap it. Like, was it full stop? Was it full stop limited with LTD? I wish that guy was still around because he used to grab stuff out of the show and put it to music. Yeah, that's what we need. That's exactly what Glenn. we need. Look, you know at the end need, of the day, they? cockhead, cockhead. Look, at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> petard. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> Undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Undefeated. <laughs> Do the lottie. Flex your box. <laughs> well, there you go. We've done it. That's we'll our We'll run TMB and we're tougher than biscuits. <laughs> uh, Andy underscore C's. LOL. I definitely heard petard. Glenn, wow. chi- Glenn Chineseing into common usage. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Uh, Devin has. Starting my own language. I'm basically like those fucking Star Trek nerds. <laughs> Devin had... So many holes in Glenn's I'm tired and I zone out excuse for calling the Broncos we or our. Doesn't do it to Manly or any other team. Well, I don't go to many Manly games. So I don't really talk about them as much as I do the other. I get that people are trying to jump all over, especially fuckheads like that guy um, and, um, you know, other cab driving and, you know... Uh, bowling pin monkey. Bowling pin. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> You'll know. <laughs> I'll have to fucking fill you in. Really? Or I'll have to fill you in. Finally, Tate. Hang on, no, I haven't finished. <laughs> I've got one more. I've got one more to go, and then then you can respond to the section. Is it Spuds again? Could, yes. Wow. This is a nice one, though. Just, you've slammed an hour. No, I started to, and you uh, cut me off. Okay, well, I did it for good reason. Perhaps Glenn was trying to say was going to say painted, but changed it to tarred. Hence, Petard was born. Hash, I'm trying to be nice. Hash, sticking up for Glenn. She saved. And, she the, saved. and the crinkles go out of the forehead. <laughs> a smile Redeemed. spreads across his face. Redeemed, because uh, there was a almighty spray coming her way. <laughs> wow, I'm glad you cut me off there, because I, I would have looked like a uh, right prat. Yeah, and like, yeah, now I'm like full of regret, like maybe I should have let him go. Then hit him with that one, but no, I was like, you know, I'll give you the right reply after I all just, I, I find it interesting that De Niro at M51 Avoider, he's um, he's just becoming a massive sex pest when it comes to spuds, right? Like everything she says or like everything, he just jumps all over and is like, oh yeah, here's my reply. Please, please notice me. Please notice me. <laughs> please make a conversation in my cab, please. Because um, she's hot and she's a redhead. Like I get it. But it's like he's trying to form a little club of, of Glenn haters. Yeah, they, they're finding each other. Yeah, like they're finding each other. What an yeah. e- exclusive <laughs> club it is! You've got a lot of Facebook this week. Uh, Aaron Norton, cracking episode, lads. Another page to subscribe to now too. LOL. In regards to Webby, we're talking about Carl Webb. Mm. I remember playing against him numerous times in junior rep sides back in the day. May not have the smarts to be a brickies labourer. <laughs> <laughs> Coxie, Earth Boy. The team of destiny, the Rochdale Tigers under eights, have been selected to play at halftime at Suncorp Stadium during the Brisbane Broncos' next finals game. Coached by the sheeniest Earthboy75, the expected <laughs> capacity crowd can expect an origin-like performance from the Tigers. While the team is littered with future NRL-slash-NFL stars, keep an eye out for my future immortal GI clone wearing the number one jersey. Rochdale Tigers under eights, thanks to All Nation for your support on the night. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm sorry I won't be in attendance. He said, P.S., Earthboy the Hidden will be wearing number six. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they're adopting the references. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, 
Get some photos. Send us some photos in. Yeah, and what a, love and, to see it. And what a fucking buzz for those little kids. Like, it's a buzz anyway when they're playing yeah, yeah. in front of twenty five thousand dollars, twenty five thousand people in like a, a regular Broncos season game, which mm. is a good crowd. But in Lang Park, it's kind of spread out when it's like that. Imagine a finals game though. Fucking up to level seven, it's going to be packed. Yeah, to the fucking rafters. Amazing for little kids. Fucking ridiculous. I just, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we want a little grudge match. Maybe Springfield Panthers under eight. What Rochdale Tigers under eight? It's just pre season trial. Maybe. Maybe, maybe you want to step gold, up. Maybe you want to gold, step up and take on the uh, gold coin donation. Can go to something that's a good cause. Yeah. Fuck. I'll maybe like five hundred. Maybe five hundred on it. I don't. I'm oh, not a betting man when it comes to children's sport. Oh, so we're actually. Gonna be, it's like yeah, gold, gold coin donation to watch the game and uh, winner takes all. <laughs> winner gets that Look, much at I'm, Pizza I'm Hut. That, I'm not that competitive, but you know, five hundred oh, will make it are. interesting. <laughs> uh, what about it? Earth Boy the Hidden? Just yeah, uh, love it. Gunning after looking at across the across the rocket. I love it because Jackson they're the Blakely same, the same age team, yeah. same age class. They're fucking like oh, you got fucking the have you, bro. <laughs> positions, the positions matching up for like an individual battle. Yeah, like, uh, so good. This has to happen. Preseason trial, dead set before next year's. Season. I mean, because obviously the kids are wrapping up now, all around the place. Before the next season starts, we've got a long time before that starts, right? It's like it's like after the NRL starts again, isn't it? it starts like, oh, it starts like, in March. Yeah, oh, March is it? Yeah. Fuck, what have I got myself into? <laughs> we go preseason trial. This is sensational. I love it. Um, more on that as it happens. Uh, Anthony said uh, in response to the listener's question, I might not be the oldest listener, but I might be the oldest manly one. Turned fifty next year, and can remember going to Brookie as a kid and watching Edie Mooney Thompson, Ian and Allen, Ian Martin, etc. Back in the seventies. I'm that old. I even remember West coming to Brookie and actually being competitive. Now, Glenn, that's going a long way back. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All the times I went to Brookvale Oval as a child, I don't remember coming away with a win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew Borg sent us a he sent us a picture of a a truck that had you know like a dusty mm. dusty removalist truck with like someone had drawn something in fingers you know about you know the the bunnies like it was like B U N I S S or something like that. Like <laughs> ridiculous. But um, he said, by the way, at fifty three, I'm probably your oldest twill follower. Could be. Mm. Could be. I don't know. Um, I think Jennifer probably takes that. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, she's in 50s, isn't she? Isn't she actually in the 50s? 150s. Fuck, sit down. What? She's a lovely lady. She's old as fuck. She'll... She'll, she'll correct correct us on the age, no doubt, and and give you the rightful slamming you deserve. Um, Aaron... Good afternoon, guys. I got my Tigers membership renewal in the post yesterday... I only have reserved seats at ANZ Stadium as I work two jobs and that includes most weekends. Keeping in mind the year we've had and the crap that's been going on at the club, my membership has gone from $110 to $162 for four games. That is a 47% jump. Keeping in mind it's in a stadium that holds 80000 You would think they'd be making it cheaper to try and get people in. Greedy play from the Tigers. Yeah. Um, I think Sato Dan bought up a similar issue with his Sharkies memberships yeah. at the start of the year. Well, they're going to gouge them now because like, hey, year. we didn't come last. Yeah, they, they ran last mm. last season. Asado bullshit out the arse. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, just in turmoil. Yep. And they, they put their ticket season ticket prices up 100 bucks. It's like the NRL. Like what? What are you thinking? Well, the the NRL, you know, did the they, they did the gouging on the on the origin and, mm. and, and the grand final and stuff like that, which is 
you know, which is fair enough, they're marquee kind of games, and they proved with the sellouts through this year that obviously the market can bear, mm. you know, those prices. But when they talk about crowds being an issue all year why, long... Why are you going to pay 500 bucks or 400 bucks or whatever mm-hmm. it is to go to... Well, I, don't, I think that's excessive. Look, the Broncos... I, still do, I still agree, yeah. The Broncos ones have gone up as well. Um, what are they like? I think they might have gone up... No, no, no. It might have gone up 100 bucks okay. as well. So it's 500 and something. Yeah. That's excessive. Yeah. And it's okay. The Broncos are going to draw a crowd. I get that. But how many games do you see in Sydney? Yeah. That are packed. At ANZ or Allianz. Even half full. And and it's it's literally like a sprinkling of people at the game. Yeah. And how much of that is due to the ticket prices being being a hindrance to people wanting to go to the football? Yeah. It's probably it's probably part of it. I think. I still believe that rugby league is a, t- is a, a very good televised sport. And that's probably the most of it. We've got a lot of coverage now. All the games are on TV. All the games are, are live bar one at this stage. Um, so I, th- I think that's probably most of it. But, yeah. It's, it's, it is as... Um... And then you've got ground inaccessibility, which makes people go, oh, fuck it, it's going to be on TV. Mm. So... I, I, I just think it's it's pretty poor form and... and you know, in the current econ- economic climate as well, you know, there's a lot of people doing it tough. Yep. And, and rugby league is, is a blue-collar sport too. Yep. You know, wh- why not make it more <coughs> affordable for, for individuals, couples and families to get to the football rather than trying to gouge, yeah. gouge and I mean, this, extra out you know, of this, this, the, the pie, The pie and drink meal deal thing is a good I mean that's like that was a good a good thing, you know. Yeah, that's very, after very, you get Very in. limited, but that's, you know, that's before you go in. <laughs> It's like not sold at the vendors. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. But um, like it's we've said it so many times. Though, I mean, would would you not rather thirty thousand people entering the stadium at ten at ten dollars a pop, and you know purchasing things from the concessions and you know merchandise and drinks and beers and all that sort of stuff, versus ten thousand people paying thirty bucks? I mean, it seems like it's it seems like the battle is to get the number of bodies in there, and then when you get the bodies in there, then you're selling all your chips and your hot dogs and your beers and everything, and that's making you're making more of that because you've got three times the people you know purchasing. Exactly. Once they're in the gates, it's a captive audience. If they want food and shit, so to me, I don't know. Well, people, you know, I, you know, I am a it's very, just I, I, I am a very, I am a very smart man. But despite that, Jesus. these guys who put themselves in these positions where they're supposed to be great fucking thinkers, best operators in the game, in quotes, <laughs> can't even handle simple. Fucking shit like that. I'm convinced, based on my uh, recent dealings with a lot of people in my uh, chosen industry, that people get to positions of hierarchy and and a a lot of them, I want to say 60% of people that get to positions of hierarchy have no fucking business being there. Yep, fell up there. Fall up, exactly. Fell all the way up. Dig up, stupid. (coughs) Exactly. Now, um... Run TMB. Got a couple left, but uh, there's something on the go there too. Uh, got the one Run DCE left, XL. Get in there, get it. Uh, the Twill Nation print no longer available for purchase. Uh, we've produced a couple of extras, you know, for the purpose of giving away and stuff like that uh, over the next year. But you'll have to win them to get them. And I uh, just really want to thank everyone who got on board with the, the print because it means a lot to us personally. I mean, it was a luxury item, but it's, it's certainly the most personal piece of merch that we've ever done so thank you everyone who uh who grabbed it and also it helps out the homie twilgutfeld who recently leaked a gigantic amount of cash out of his anus 
uh, when he moved his daughter to California for college. So, um, <laughs> why are you keeping cash up there? <laughs> you know, Americans, I don't know. It's because everyone's got guns and they're going to, you know, they're, they're home invading all the time. You've got to keep it somewhere safe. True. Or well, someone comes in, puts a shotgun on you, shit yourself, and there's your money all Decent size space, too, just quietly. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's it's been uh, hollowed out from having his head shoved up there for the, so long. <laughs> Eat, sleep, hunt, milf, repeat. The Broncos fans have finally answered the claw. Finally answered the call. Um, got Did you fi- say claw? Claw. Did you get a word wrong? I think I said claw. Oh, my goodness, They've Nathan. The, you got a word wrong. The Everyone, Broncos, smash the, him with tweets, please. The Broncos fans have answered the claw. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but maybe it's a like, mandible claw. Maybe it's like me, like, you know, I'm doing a backhanded claw, or, you know, backhand these fuckheads if they don't get on board. There's five to go. Broncos fans, you're playing in a fucking semi to get into the grand final. If you've got one of these shirts, if I, well, if I can get, let's break it down. If I can get the order in by Wednesday or Thursday, so like over the next couple of days, I should be able to rush them out, rush them through before the grand final. So if you're a Broncos fan, or you have a Broncos Jeez, fan in your life. getting ahead of yourself, mate. You're the equivalent. What, are we going to send these shirts off to fucking Syria or, if they don't make it? Well, no, it doesn't say Broncos Grand Final winners or Broncos Grand Final participants. Oh, jeez. You, you, I think you're going off half Twilgenfelded. It's got the name. It's got the names of their of their halves combination that's going to be in place for at least the next couple of years. So you know these these shirts will get. They won't date. They will get, not date. They will not date, and you you get you know they'll last you forever. But they're at least going to be current in terms of player personnel. For at least the next three years, I would I would expect, if not longer, at least um, the Broncos don't tend to lose too many players. You know, certain mm. core ones like that that they want to keep, they'll throw they'll, you know thoroughbreds or just fucking you know throw jet skis and caravans and boats and Harvey Norman vouchers at them. Um, so yeah, if you're a Broncos fan and haven't got one yet, or you have a Broncos fan in your life, let's go. Price goes up five dollars once it's in production. So. Now's your chance. Only five to go, and I really want to get these in and done, you know, by the end of the season. News. First story. Big story today. Happened, you know, kind of first thing in the morning as far as the news services. I know it was when I came downstairs, got in front of the computer, start the day at work, bam, that was the first thing that I saw. Uh, the police have launched an investigation after two South Sydney Rabbitohs players were rushed to hospital due to an adverse reaction to painkillers. South Sydney players Dylan Walker and Aaron Gray were taken to the intensive care unit of St. Vincent's Hospital early on Tuesday morning after paramedics treated them at Rosebury. Both players were reportedly prescribed the strong painkillers following post-season surgery. They are in stable condition, but New South Wales police are investigating. Uh, the comment there was, Police from Redfern local area of commander investigating a report two men were taken to hospital after being treated by New South Wales ambulance paramedics. Paramedics were called to a home in Rosebury at 3.30am this morning. Ambulance New South Wales confirmed they were taken to St Vincent's in a serious condition. Both had post-season surgery last week. And um, they're saying it could be a reaction to painkillers that were supplied them after the surgery. Um, Weedler went further. I mean, you know, take it with a grain of salt, of course. Initial reports were suggesting a possible drug overdose. Uh, what has been confirmed by Dylan Walker's agent through his sister, Dylan Walker had some kind of reaction to the drugs oxycodone and tramadol. He's had an operation recently. They had drugs used in relation to pain. We're not sure exactly yet what Aaron Gray's reacted to, why he was there. They're both in hospital in stable condition now. Look, it's unfortunate, and it sounds... Um, 
I just think there's an element to this that is, is being uh, left out conveniently. For now. For now. I, look, I would, I would applaud South after the, all the, the Arizona shit, the way they tried to cover it up, and then it came back and blew up in their face. Hmm. This time they were on the front foot, Integrity Commission straight away, you know, yeah. press conference, all that sort of stuff. So that's great. I mean, they're, they're pushing this line that was, oh, it was an it was accident. Of course it was an accident. The only thing that was accidental, though, was they accidentally fucking OD'd or they accidentally fucked themselves up to the point where they required intensive care hospitalisation. Hmm. Because they certainly ac- weren't accidentally trying to get high. You can't. At 3.30 in the if morning. If it's prescription medication, yep. it's fairly clear how much you need to take and when and how. And what you should not be taking at the same time. For example, you know, potentially like alcohol, mm. other medication and so forth. They ask you, you know, the doctors, the, the pharmacist asks you, you know, are you taking anything else? Mm. Do you have a Why? Mad Monday planned? Yeah, do you have Mad Monday? Are you going to be fucking chomping through these like your Jason Mews? Like, <laughs> you know, if you guys are going to treat these things like your Pac-Man, then maybe <laughs> maybe we'll do all Well, be like their that. Mad Monday was probably a week ago, so... Yeah, it's... so, yeah, good Mad Monday. Good week. So, more's going to come out of this. I wonder how to kill the fucking pain. Yeah. <laughs> the, the pain of their, their, their poor exit from the competition. But, um... Look, there's more news as you're listening to the show now. There's going to be more out. I think I heard something on the radio this afternoon that they're like they're they're awake, and so obviously they're on the the improved. Pretty silly. I mean, at the end of the day, if you know, and we're speculating, of course, but um, if there was any intent to get some sort of fix out of the the medication that they were taking, the the consequences could have been far worse than than what they ended up being and you just wonder you know this this story could have been very very different and we could have been talking about two young athletes prime of their life or prime of know, their life cut down fucking dead yeah and for what it's one thing I've never understood and I and I was probably I want to say fortunate or, or and I'm sure plenty of people would say it was unfortunate that I was probably exposed to drugs at, a, at quite a young age and Thankfully, it didn't really fucking appeal to me. And also, there was a lot of people around me. You saw a bad, you saw a pretty fucking ugly side, though. Yeah, that. absolutely. Luck, luckily. And and not only, you know, heavier, heavier duty sort of, on the heavier duty side of things, but I also saw, you know, a lot of examples of alcoholism and, and you know, I grew up in a fucking pub at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I want to, I say grown up, but I, my, Dad managed one my whole childhood, so every, and fuck you like a drink, so that didn't half rub off every second weekend. But <laughs> I know my limits, and um, <laughs> I know my you limits, and sometimes I exceed them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a fucking sad, sad world that people actually go into that thinking that is a cool or an enjoyable thing to do, and and when you've got, you know. Big money contracts and and professional, you know, sport and, and all the high profile stuff. What I just don't get why the fuck you need that. Thing that gets and me I, is like, maybe I'm different, but Joe Smith down the street, the, you know, he's he's one thing. But these guys are professional athletes who presumably want to extend the length of their career and therefore their earning capacity for as long as possible. So you know, you're nursing injuries through. You know, you're doing exactly what the club doctor or the physio and whoever tells you to do as far as rehab's concerned. You know, you're eating the right kind of food, and you know, unless you're Jamal Idris, and 
you know, you're presumably doing the right things for the betterment of your of your sporting career and prolonging your sporting career. So that's, it's even st- stupider with these guys. I mean, like, because I've, you know, I've seen drugs. I know what drugs look like. I mean, I don't know what this drug, I know what this oxycodone is. It's, it's fucking delicious. But, I mean, it doesn't take much to fuck. <laughs> I mean, like, I've had one before, you know, for pain-killing purposes, and it was a magnificent, and it made me imagine how good two would be, but also there's that kind of, like, little back end of, like, nausea sort of in the background, too, where you're like, oh, no fucking way. I'm not going there. Mm. But you can imagine how good it would be. But then there's the people that don't have that, that you know, Barrier. fail-safe thing, you know, like, that, that stops them taking that extra step. Um, so, you know, it's an unfortunate situation. More will come out, obviously, you know, over the next week, but who knows how much they've fucked themselves up. I guess here. they can probably walk away from it feeling... Probably a little bit sheepish, and um, but certainly very, very lucky that they had a you know they had a reaction, but it wasn't death. Yeah, and 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 the, the you know, their mates that they were getting on it with at the time actually gave a fuck. Gave a fuck to call an ambulance and you know moved you know quick enough mm. because I'll tell you they don't put you in intensive care if you're going to fucking come out of it by yourself. Exactly. So yeah, a bit of a Robbie update. St. George Illawarra have emerged as favourites to sign unwanted Tigers captain Robbie Farrar in a move that would reunite him with long-time teammate Benji Marshall. I just wonder what that says about all the fucking stories when they were playing together about uh, yeah, two, two dressing two, rooms. Two, that's great. It's, I mean, it's great for us. We can bring out two dressing rooms. I mean, you know, it's fantastic. It's not, it's not great. Well, who know. cares? Then you're What do you care about? Like, you know who cares? I care. Why do you care? If he's, if he's not there anymore, he's not your business anymore. He's not your problem. Wounds, you don't have to worry wounds, about him. Nathan, the pain, <laughs> the pain that I went through, just brings it all back up again. <laughs> uh, the Dragons have identified him as an experienced head capable of helping them take the next step after an unexpected, you know, some would say undeserved finals appearance. Um, he remains contracted to the Tigers, as we know, for the next two years, taking up the best part of $2 million in salary cap space. He's privately indicated he's going to dig his heels in unless he can find a Sydney club that's a genuine premiership contender. Well, there you go. This story's fucking blind, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I even talking about Sorry, it? Sorry, Dragons. Uh, yeah. Um, Jason Taylor won't be budging on Farrah, means he will be, meaning he will be playing in the New South Wales Cup if he isn't prepared to move on. The Tigers are prepared to pay a big chunk of the 31-year-old salary, which would allow the Dragons to pick him up at a reasonable price. Uh, they also have high hopes for youngster Jacob Little, an Australian schoolboys representative recruiting from Central Coast region. I think that's also that's a Tigers guy. Um, <clears throat> they're looking down. I go further down the article. Player swap. Craig Garvey has already been linked to a potential swap with Canberra's Josh McCrone, leaving Mitch Rain as the most likely candidate to head to Concord. So that means you end up with Mitch Rain. Why? Jason Taylor's on crack. I mean, you can have a problem with a dude. You can make your young team play completely against their natural flair and instincts to have a losing season where you barely skirt the spoon. But then you want to bring Mitch Rain in the fucking mix? (laughs) There's only one good thing that could possibly come out of Robbie Farrar joining the St. George Illawarra Dragons. What? And that is the the looks on the faces of the little duo that I like to call Taxi Pig. <laughs> for years. Oh, for, for years. For years they've carried on about Robbie. Oh, they love Benji now, though, sudden, don't they? They yeah. love Benji now. Oh, Benji. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he's fantastic. Oh, now, Benji and Robbie, and oh, they're great mates, or are they? 
No, yep. they don't talk. Oh, two dressing rooms. Oh. <laughs> I still think that Robbie will stay. Why not? Collect the money. Be a one-club player, even if it is, you know. And, you know... It's- Look, Robbie <laughs> wants to be a one-club player. Robbie also wants to be a one-bank account player. And... <laughs> He's going yes. to be banking that cash exactly. and making a point, carving up reserve grade if he has to. Did you see the picture, the Instagram and stuff, or the, you know, the, the photographs from Bali that he was, he was mm, you know, some all, all the boys? Yeah. Looking like a pretty happy bunch of boys there. I mean, he still doesn't seem to be disrupting influence on oh, the look, team. He's, you know? he's on, on, on holidays. and Yeah, but you don't have, they don't do like team trips anymore mm. so much. I mean, you know, players go overseas with a group of, you know, with their friends, people they want to spend a couple of weeks with. Yeah. So if he's like such a destabilising fucking force... Why isn't he on his own? Why isn't he, he off somewhere with his fucking missus or something? Where's Jason Taylor's Instagram <clears throat> pics from Bali or... And who was there? Well, his assistant coach was there too, wasn't he? Not sure. I think. Which is even worse for fucking JT. Oh, yeah. That's it. He's, he's Robbie, Robbie's played this thing in the media to, to an absolute T. Yeah. He absolute T. Kept himself away from all of the, the dirty stuff. Mm. Manager's been doing a lot of dirty stuff and, you know, getting stuff out there for him. Mm. And uh, being the bad guy, so to speak. And I've I've got no doubt that the, you know, the way that the Tigers showed that they were handling it publicly by way of their own actions, mm-hmm. was fairly poor. Very poor. The, the stuff that must have been going on behind the scenes, if that was the stuff that made it public, ish. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's not going to be a good look for the club. But I think um, fly on the wall, fucking JT. You know, after a day at work, having dinner, and just be like, these these fucking can't. <laughs> unloading on his wife <laughs> about his troubles <laughs> I remember um, I once at my previous job I had a, uh, a performance review and you had to give yourself you know a rating out of five and um, yourself for, for certain yeah like you had to rate yourself on key them, criteria like supervisor you know okay. or the, the GM rates you and then basically at the end of the day you end up with a rating and yeah. I basically gave myself all fives the, the lowest mark I gave myself was a four. And um, overall, I gave myself, you know, like four and a half or something. Yeah. Out of five. Yeah. And um, I think it come back and uh, the the GM rated me like a four or yeah. uh, it might have even been a... I'm sure it wasn't less than that. Anyway, he's wanted me to sign off on it. <laughs> and... Um, he put it on my desk and I got a post-it note and I signed it yeah. and I said, I've signed it, but if you think I'm anything less than a five, you're kidding yourself and I'll put it back on his desk. <laughs> and then I was telling my mate about it and he's like, he goes, you, you, fair enough, you, you know, you've obviously got to have confidence in your ability and there's there's no way that you should be rated X, Y, Z. But he goes, could you imagine, like like we're having lunch here now, we're, we're having a yeah. chat and we're talking as mates, you know, could, he's got someone in his life, his mate, that yeah. he can just open up to. He'd be like, like do you know what this fucking thing. bloke did? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't just fucking take it and see that I wanted him to, you know, see that he, you know, had areas that he could work on and we you know, we yeah. could work together and improve it and... No, it wasn't fucking good enough. And he had to... <laughs> it's so true. That'd be JT at the end. Yeah. You know yeah. what this fucking bike's done? Now he's going to sit here and play in reserve. Except he's been doing it like all year. And yeah. then, just then it's been building up. It's been that kind of level all year. And then it's like this big blow up. And he's like, oh, he made me like a fucking right cunt in that press conference. He's <laughs> like, dear... You made you, you did that to yourself. Yeah. You could have answered the questions a little better and stopped just repeating the one line like a monkey. Yes. I love you, Jason. I love you. You're my husband. Yes. But 
Seriously, public speaking 101, mate. And if you keep pulling this shit, I'm going to fire longer you. <laughs> uh, That's his wife saying to Jason Taylor. I'm not speculating that Jason Taylor is, is a perpetrator of domestic violence. I, I I'm not, saying he's a victim. I, I, did, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't get that. <laughs> uh, strike a blow for rugby union because it appears Parramatta Eels flyer Reese Robinson is headed to the New South Wales Waratahs as of next season. The uh, 28-year-old fullback met Waratahs coach Daryl Gibson this week and was on the verge of signing a deal. Um, applied his trade for Brisbane and Canberra before joining the Eels and has scored 57 tries and 116 first-grade appearances across three clubs. This season, nine tries and 20 appearances for the Eels, a distant second to Semi, who bagged 24. It's understood that Robinson had previously considered a cross-code move for up to two years and was near to a deal earlier this year, but the Tars signed Zach Guilford and Matt Carraro instead. With confirmation that Wallaby winger to Kelly fucking <laughs> ridiculousness will move to Scotland after Throw the World Cup. Throw Scrabble letters in the There's air. a spot open. Yeah, Naya Voro. Nayara Voro. Nayara Voro. I should know how to pronounce that given he came from the Tigers, but I'm not even going to try. Robinson will become the third NRL player or player with NRL experience on the Waratahs books alongside former Storm star Israel Folau and former Warriors forward Sam Lousy. I didn't know that Sam Lousy was there, to be honest, until I read that. But um, you have to say, though, with you know like Sam Lousy and Reese Robinson, Basically, a rugby union provincial side in the highest level of provincial competition is like a fucking reserve grade NRL side. Fringe. <laughs> fringe or a fringe, a, free, a fringe first grade side. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, Israel Folau is, un- is undeniable. But these some of these other guys barely crack. <laughs> you know. Rhys Robinson's had some fantastic moments. Um, All at the start of the year, though. Yeah, most of those when he's staring down the goalposts, mm. making sweet, sweet love to them with his eyes. Um if you, if oh, I was, love mixed with sadness, though, or a little bit of rage. Those eyes. Hope. No, it's not. There's not hope that it goes over. See, no, I see hope as like a positive emotion, but those eyes have got nothing but fucking darkness behind them. Wow, Nathan. And that's why he's playing rugby union. And there we go. <laughs> nothing it's but mani- darkness it's manifested in him suiciding his career by going to but, rugby union. But hell, you'll have an easy fucking time over there. That's for sure. Bit of space out there for fast people. Oh, look at. Some of the if players... If they don't just fucking keep kicking it. <laughs> Can you kick? Or just rolling forwards forward and fucking sticking the ball out, laying an egg. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> fucking kick it. Oh, look, I, I don't know that... I, I hope Bruce Robinson is uh, is going to earn a pretty penny from, from Rugby Union. I, I, I thought he had some good moments. I thought he was hard done by during his time at Canberra. Um, yep. And... I think at Para, you know, he was on the on the end of some pretty sloppy fucking backline play, and it's a bit, bit hard to polish a turd that much when you're on the wing. Yeah, um, played some time at fullback as well, but you know, they obviously Waratahs were never going to get the Hain playing there. No, they got the Robinson penny farthing. Where's fucking David Smith though? The hopper chopper. Um, <laughs> Where's David Smith? Where with, with the, the, the marquee war chest? Where is he? Where is he? I just want to see a photo of the war chest. It sounds, it sounds like it's a pirate. It's a free kick to rugby union. That's what it is. They're going to free kick the rugby union. Why, you know, we can't. How can the game withstand this constant pillaging from other codes, though? Another player lost to the rival code. The NRL is fucking doomed. I imagine the war chest to be like the inside of the mountain and the hobbit. Yeah, no. It's right still ain't that good. Sorry? 
The right steel ain't that good. And, th- you know, he's just rolling around in the money. and It's just driven him crazy. I see the war chest more as like the uh, the community chest cards in Monopoly with like little dude with the moustache. Speaking of money, the Canberra Raiders have confirmed they've warned Jack Whiten of his responsibilities on social media after his public spat with his ex-partner on Instagram last week. While the fullback did not breach any of the club's social media guidelines, the 22-year-old has been reminded that airing his personal issues in a public forum will only damage his image. A Raiders spokesman said, The club gives all players extensive social media training, outlines the do's and don'ts, and helps them set up and manage their accounts. He added, Whiten had shown genuine remorse after the incident, and that also caught the NRL's attention. We've spoken to Jack about his social media use and indicated to him he needs to keep an eye on what he's doing in that space because it's a public forum. Um, In April last year, the famously, famously... He expressed his regret after he posted on Instagram, uh, one week they love you, next week I hate they hate you. Both weeks I got paid after a 54-18 thrashing by Manly at Brookie. He's currently in camp with the Prime Minister's 13 before their clash against PNG and Port Moresby on Saturday. Um, I went searching for the screenshots of the whole exchange. How'd you go? Not good. Not good. What is that? What the fuck is that? just trying to scratch my back with my phone and i don't know what i've done but geez it sounded erotic maximize your u-porn window and um, so what what he posted was a massive massive week on the piss cannot wait to get my little girl back and give her the biggest kiss and cuddle his ex replied funny you can post a photo on insta but can't even message your daughter or see how she is all week or see her on father's day oh or message me back about when you're actually going to pick her up good one jack Oof. he replied fuck off you idiot and then it was on so they, then they got deleted. But they got deleted. Did she respond to that one? I wonder. Don't know, but I um I did some looking around though, and uh, I saw on on, uh, on Reddit, you know, grain of salt. Obviously, this is all allegedly, you know, and hearsay. But uh, someone said, like, you know, the situation is this: he and his girlfriend broke up. They have a young daughter. She moved to the Northern Territory and threatened to take the child with her and not let he uh, let, let him let, not let the child see White never again. She also says something along the lines of physically harming the child and it's believed this was surrounding custody or because she was moving and Jack thought it would be better she grew up in the ACT instead of Northern Territory, mostly because of family and friends, uh, Jack having a better income, etc. in the ACT. Called her out over Instagram so that people saw the shit she was saying because um, from what I understand, Jack is pretty much a great dad. He does his best to spend as much time with his daughter as possible and other Instagrams of Raiders' wives and girlfriends feature his daughter. For example, um, Frank Paul, the Wrecking Ball's wife, uh, Sia's wife, Austin's wife, etc., and their kids. So it's obvious they're supporting him and his daughter through this time. The Raiders are trying to make their family values very high on the list of things they promote, as they have a lot of players with kids and wives, so you often see them all hanging out in a group, even outside of Raiders events. It probably should be noted, this is allegedly, allegedly, allegedly hearsay, it probably should be noted his ex-girlfriend is a glamour, in quotes, model, and moved to Northern Territory probably to do exotic Kites dancing with the mining business. Not saying that is true, but I've had a few mates, less reputable female friends do that, so it would be a possibility. And then that that forum degraded into what average-looking chicks who now the glamour modelling industry is pretty much dead because, you know, zoos closing down and all those sorts of things, Mm. what they do to earn money. Just, uh... Basically, like that origin function I went to a couple of weeks back back (laughs) before Game 3. Just the most spectacularly gorgeous girls reduced to um, taking all their gear off and fucking waitressing drinks. Yeah. To a bunch of horrible drunk business types. 
and you. Mm. <laughs> you also fit into that to, category. I just wanted to rescue. I just wanted to rescue them. I wanted to get them out of there, Glenn. There was one that was the most spectacularly gorgeous looking shoe I've ever seen in my life. And then she got up. Then they were doing a raffle or something, and she got up on the microphone to to you know solicit you know money for the raffle or whatever they were doing. She, she opened her mouth, and I was just like, "Fuck!" Well, there you go. <laughs> Nearly chopped it off. I was just like, I'm, I, I've never been so like the the ratio of being attracted to someone, and then instantly the attraction d- disappears to negative in like look a blink of an eye. I feel for people that go through those sort of sorts of circumstances. What I also think is, you know, there's a child involved. People just don't fucking think of that. I mean, maybe, like my maybe, do maybe don't be cuts to one another. Maybe don't fucking the, play it out the in worst social media. Yeah, and the, the, and the, the worst thing, and the worst thing is not like the being the, the being the cuts to each other thing, as well as like my parents divorced, and like thankfully they didn't fucking play too many, you know, too many fucking games, but. The whole, th- you know, there were there were times where you had to say, "Listen, like I was old enough to, you know, be the, you know, cognizant of what was going on and everything, and looking after my, you know, my brother and my sister, and it's just to say, listen, fucking settle down. Don't want to hear your shit. Mm. Like, you know, at the end of the day, don't fucking bring us into your shit. Not going to have either of you fucking saying shit about the other one. Fucking grow up. You fucking split. Done." Don't carry on. Move the fuck on and don't carry on. Don't try and fucking, you know, try and turn the kid against this, you know, fuck yeah. that shit. I, my, I was very young when my parents split up. I was only three or so. And um, my mum probably had a bit of vindictive shit in her game back in the day. And uh, that carried on. They were, there was a fair bit of animosity between my parents all the way through fucking <laughs> to the point where my old man... In the, you know the, the the glorious amount of child support that he would pay, which amounted to he wouldn't even fit, put breakfast on the table yeah. for me for the the fortnight, um, would never actually hand my mum the cash. Would always hand it to me, and I'd have to give it to her. <laughs> this is the level Glenn, I went to. Tell your mother, yeah. That <laughs> and I always wondered what the fuck that was all about, and why. Anyway, then I found out later um, that my uh, my grandfather. Was uh, obviously a very hardworking man. Worked many different jobs, trying to put food on the table. Back in the the old days, and um, my nan was would be at home as they were in those days, and yeah. cook and clean and do all that sort of shit. Um, and she uh, she she took him to court to get an allowance. They were yeah. married, living in the same house and everything. Yeah. Two kids. She wanted an allowance, and. He's like, he got the letter in this mail. She probably handed it to him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what the, what's this fucking letter? I've got a letter here saying, you know, I've been subpoenaed. To well, what's? Oh, she's well, like, I've, I don't I've know. Fucking taking you to court because I want an allowance. It's like, when don't you just ask me? Tell me what you, whatever you want. You get. You never give me. You know, like I wanted a fucking an income, so to speak. You know. He's like. Just tell me what you fucking want, and I'll you know. You want some so, spare change? Go out and get yourself a fucking spare job. Then you have spare change. <laughs> anyway, so it went through the court process, and and Pop went along with it. Obviously, as his wife, and and uh, but out of principle, I learnt later in life that he would never hand her the cash. He'd always put it in the fucking bowl on the hutch in the kitchen, 
put it in the fucking bowl. She'd grab it out of there and she'd have her money. But he would never actually hand it to her. And that translated in such a pathetic fucking fashion with my father. He would never actually hand my mother the cash. It's like, people need to grow the fuck up. And when there's a kid standing in the middle going, what are these people who I obviously love very much? Clearly they don't love each other. I get that. But why you got to be cunts? And this is obviously passed down in the generation where you won't hand money to like a bartender for drinks or something. <laughs> so let just, just let me just back up a bit though. So did she ask him and he said, "No, nah, get fucked," and then she did legal, or she went legal before she never even asked him about it before. I'm pretty sure that it was it was a complete surprise to him. Well, no wonder he didn't put. You, I mean, because just fucking marriage why wouldn't you just fucking ask first though like that's just so such passive aggressive over oh fucking you got served bitch huh what you spent this money on a lawyer you dumb ass I mean that was like two weeks of your fucking income that I would have give you if you just asked me Jesus well, I'd love to sit here and trade shitty family stories with you but um yeah, I, yeah. unfortunately I don't have that many that I can actually say because my family's been really great um <laughs> Shane, do you turn out like read, a cunt? Read between, read between the lines. <laughs> England, a merry old England. Wakefield halfback Jacob Miller has re-signed with the club on a new two-year deal. Left the NRL in 2013 after getting robbied out of the NRL. Robbie out of the Tigers. And uh, he's been with the Wildcats ever since the start of the season. So I've enjoyed myself so much, I could not be happier I'm staying at Wakefield for the next two years. Because it's a fucking long way from Concord and Robbie <laughs> it's, Farrer. It's about as far away as you can get from Robbie Farrer in the world without you know, living in fucking Iceland. Uh, it's been a pretty tough season for us, but our goal of remaining in the Super League is still alive. I would say that it's helped me grow as a person and as a player. I always want to keep learning and keep improving my game, and this will not change going into the next season. My aim is to come out even better and stronger than I have done this year and play to my best of my ability. He's their leading try scorer with 15, appearance, 15 tries in 26 appearances. Then they had their, their awards. For the you know the of the year awards for the club, try of the year, Jacob Miller, club of the year, some other kind, club's <laughs> rising star, Jacob Miller, fans player of the year, Jacob Miller, coaches player of the year, some other kind, players player of the year, Jacob Miller, Johnny Thompson, man of steel, Jacob Miller, he fucking sw- swept the entire pool. At so the club that's the, the the club's man of steel, not the that's man the of, yeah. that's the wakey, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's the the Wildcats. Uh, of the year awards oh, he's, he's fucking cleaned up it's... just imagine if you had that guy playing in the halves of the West Tigers dare I say probably higher than we ended up <laughs> so <laughs> moreover in merry Run old England TM. M- <laughs> what? yeah that, that sucks there's no catchiness to that exactly um so more England <laughs> Tim Smith and Kevin Locke allegedly took Coach Brian Smith's car for a drunk joyride and crashed it. They were stood down by the club pending an internal investigation. Smith said, uh, there's been a couple of things that have happened that require the club to deal with, so those players have not been selected for this game. It's been a distraction for the people who are involved in it, but not so much for me or the players. And, um, of course, uh, yeah, Wakefield, they missed they missed thirty twelve win over Halifax on the weekend. <laughs> Tim Smith, he's um he's had an illustrious career of self self sabotage. He really has, and he's like Todd Carney Jr. Kevin Locke has he has a bit of a look of a guy that you know he's he's, he's baby faced. He's you know he's fun loving. He's he's a quality player. 
he's he's got some shit in his game. Yeah, he's dead set got some shit in his game. There's a reason why he was assholed out of the Warriors. Oh, it's because they spent all their money on old mate, right? Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. He could have played wing. He could have played centre. Yeah, yeah. And look at the cunts they're running. Look at the cunts they're running out in in the centres. Yeah, well, that's just poor coaching, isn't it? They got the talent there. That's then, a whole, um, a whole you know, other conversation. You've had the and I get that the owner of Salford is a is a raving fucking lunatic, but he's obviously fallen out there, <laughs> and then that's still an ongoing court situation. And he just happens to be a passion during a car that gets stolen from the coach of the club and and crashed. Like <laughs> y- you keep finding yourself in 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 situations that paint you to be a bit of a cock. Yes, and people stop remembering that you're a baby face and. And, and quite an athlete, etc. He's um, Tim Smith. Like I didn't even know he still existed, let alone was still playing crashing cars league. and stuff, and and still gronking it up at the highest yeah. level, almost the highest level. Tim Cruise Control Smith. Not even <laughs> Tim Reversing Sensor Smith. Oh, just uh, thanks for thanks for the uh, the entertainment though, England. Okay, Twill Nation, as always, Audible is offering a free audiobook download for a free 30-day trial to give you the chance to check out their service. If you like it, keep it on rolling. If not, cancel the account anytime and not be up for any cash whatsoever. This week, had a uh, had a couple of suggestions actually DM through by uh, Andy Seeks. He can Mario. read. He can read. Uh, he, he gave me a couple of options, one of which was a, an Australian one, so it just didn't appear on the list. But his second choice did appear, and it's called The 100-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared by uh, Jonas Jonasson. Oh, you've got to love the Swedes, the way that they're just so creatively named. You know. And uh, just the the quick... It's, un, it's the unabridged version, and the synopsis is, After a long and eventful life... Alan Carlson ends up in a nursing home believing it to be his last stop. The only problem is he's still in good health and in one day he turns 100. A big celebration's in the works but Alan really isn't interested and he'd like a bit more control over his vodka consumption so he decides to escape. He climbs out the window in his slippers and embarks on a hilarious and entirely unexpected journey involving, among other surprises, a suitcase stuffed with cash. So, very highly rated by Andy Seegs. I have no idea what to expect out of that book but um. Sounds interesting, Look, though. If it comes recommended by a man, the pillar of society, such as a bearded individual, is he still bearded? Did he cave? Oh, look, he had a situation with work where they're like he had to look more professional, and um, I, I think he's You're compromised. Like, we can't have you up here on these poles with he's, people shoving money into your undies with a beard. He's compromised. His compromise was maybe the, the trim, you know, the, the close trim sort of thing. But I have. How, about, how about I shave my ass instead? I have, a, I have a feeling he may... I mean, he'll correct us, obviously, but I have a feeling that he may have uh, had to succumb to the, the evils of the razor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as, as it's getting a bit warmer, I'm getting tempted to, but um, I'm going to leave it for a little longer. I'll, keep, I'll let it roll for another month at least, so I reckon. I'll shave my ass and bleach my anus. Will that do? You're saying, you're saying that in the character of Andy Seas because that's something you would never do again. Well, I just... 
Makes a hemorrhoid sting. The bleach. Didn't shit right for a week. Yeah. Doing his albino shits. So to download your free audio book today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league for your free audio book. Hey, you know how, um, speaking of albinos, yeah. they have terrible eyesight as you know, as part of the ongoing difficulties that come with being an albino. Okay. Horrible fucking eyesight. Okay. Deteriorate. Well, um, my wife's work had employed an albino and my wife tends to wear a heart on her sleeve she, she's fairly emotive and uh, fairly uh, animated walks around the corner to talk to my sister who also works at the same place of employee and uh, old mate sitting there he's literally an inch and a half face from the screen that's <laughs> how close he has to sit to it to see the fucking yeah worse uh-huh. and uh, my wife comes trotting around the corner <laughs> takes one look at him What's wrong with him? (laughs) Has a double take. What's wrong with you, Milky? (laughs) Hey, Whitey, you're going to hurt your eyes. You're terrible. Recaps for the second week of finals, third week of finals, I can't remember, um, <laughs> semi-finals weekend of the second, 2015 second National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. It's very unprofessional, mate. Extended break between <laughs> segments there, Glenn, and uh, quite, quite frankly, my mind is now no longer on the job. First up. Would that be because all of, of the blood has rushed out of your head and into your penis, Nathan? Well, that's that's unfair to say. But you know, not all of the blood. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, exaggerated slightly. Look, I'm not a doctor. How should I know these things? <laughs> um, Sydney Roosters 38 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 12 at Allianz. Crowd of just under 36,000 people, and uh, the Roosters 38 came from a hat trick to Sean Kenny Dow, Kane Evans. Tuvasa check, Boyd Corden also with tries. Maloney six of six conversions and a penalty goal, defeating the Bulldogs 12. Tries to Tim Lafay, Damian Cook, Curtis Rona, and uh, not a conversion to be had amongst them. Look, I, th- I think the Dogs were definitely in what was a, a pretty scrappy game for, for a large part. But there was a few moments there when they lost their composure during and, and directly after the Kane Evans try debacle that, that ultimately cost them the game, I thought. I don't think they deserved to lose by the scoreline that they did, but... Um, that that decision just it, it didn't happen for the rest of the game, but it, f- when they did actually just drop their heads, um, they had that obviously that try put on. They put another one back to back with it, and um, by the time the, the dogs picked up their bundle again, the roosters had bolted. So, um, just on that decision, what what did you think? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was fucking it was shit. I mean. <laughs> The worst decision he just held up for days. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it should never have been whether he made the try line or not. He was when, fucking. When is 
Yeah, Because you get these other situations. What about when a guy's getting dragged towards the sideline or a guy's getting pushed back in the end goal, mm. bringing the ball back from a, a last tackle kick? Whoa, man, they got those guys. They're fucking held, boom, immediately. And you push them for one second further, like you get them over the line or you get them back over the try line, penalty. Mm. The, the contrasting one here is obviously with the you know, possession on the try line in attack going to score the try and yeah it's a very fucking long time look the doggies they probably didn't deserve to lose by the margin they did but then on the other hand they did because they dropped the bundle so fucking badly you know after that and uh, the Roosters took advantage I don't think they did for the rest of the game I just think it, it just gave the Roosters that momentum that they, they really kept yeah, look, I, I truly believe that Dogs were always losing this game. Mm. They made so many fucking mistakes. It was a terrible quality game. In fact, the whole... That both, po- both teams. That poor decision actually ignited the game and made and made it more entertaining because mm. it actually put something into the game. The Roosters responded and played fantastically from that point on and, you know, slaughtered them and ran in some good tries. And the Doggies, you know, dogged it up. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, two, you know, two proud clubs deserve their place in the finals. I thought, um, in the end, the Dogs probably had their legs running out from under them um, with their run into the finals. Uh, they were sort of sputtering along there, heading into the the final series, and um, you know they got to this game, and, and you know when they really needed to find that extra level uh, to to go with the Roosters, they just didn't have it there. Just. For the Roosters, Jackson Hastings, we spoke about him last week, and you know he's he's getting more and more raps all the time. But does he stay a Rooster long term? How many years has Pierce got left in him? And what, well, you know, there's you know, so they, many they, reasons. Well, they, who's coming in to replace Maloney though? Yeah, but he's, he's a halfback every day of the week. Yeah, but you know this halfback shit. You know, well, we've said it a thousand. It is a so. really traditional style half. Well, yeah, you know, stick on one side, one on each side of the ruck, and away you go and pair him up occasionally for you know set pieces and stuff like that. That's that's not. Is a that is thing. is that where they've got him penciled in? They have to surely. What else are they going to do? Two into one plays don't fit. Well, exactly. Um. There's so many reasons why he should stay at the Roosters and be, you know, really be a one club guy, um, you know. But he's he's also part of that, you know, me right now sort of generation as well. Yeah, but having um, said that, you know, they're talking about Pierce coming back this week and you know saying that he's better than Pierce in the side, and he's been like, you know, that's stupid. You know, he's actually come out and said that sort mm. of talk is stupid. He's been seeing it, you know, out there. Yeah. So hopefully his, his old man's been in his ear from a young age about legacy and. Um, you know, the importance of, you know, for him, um, yeah. given his family history, I, I think, uh, you know, for him to be a one-club player should really be a goal. And uh, hopefully, you know, if the Roosters do identify they want to hang on to him, they don't tend to let too many go yep. that they want to hang on to. So, um, yeah, the Roosters roll on, but, you know, that, like you said, that try decision did ignite them, but, geez, I was playing some scrappy football leading up to that. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, and just on Hastings, you know, I'm sure he would, he would drive him forwards for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty six rounds. Taste the salty discharge from my turgid stem while your ref's fault tears sustain me. Hash dogs of wire. Is that from a movie or something? Uh, not that I know of. Oh, okay. I think he's. Just I thought really... you were looking at me like, "Hey, you no. get that movie." <laughs> no, I was looking at him like, "That's hilarious." No. Um, highway underscore H E I G H way. 
And the Dogs of War continue to cry their way out of both the competition and the country. Enjoy barley and get a tan, James Graham. Michael <laughs> Darren degree burns before he gets a fucking tan. <laughs> Michael Darren seventy nine. So Moses and Bai and his manager rolled the dice by putting off negotiations. Now his stocks are down, and so should be his asking price. <sighs> Eight hundred fifty grand a year was ridiculous, ridiculous anyway. for him. But now, it's, anyway, but he's now it's like confirmed ridiculous though because he's been fairly average in the in the finals. Lynn yes, Shields. Where do they get off asking for that? Yeah. Fucking Gen Y. Lynn Shields. Uh, average game boosted by Dog's Fury. Go the ARL. Hash, never forget. <laughs> Word. Bay Bay BNC. It's just like that time the Cowboys were already losing, but somehow everyone thinks they were robbed of their destiny. Can't imagine who the team that beat them that game was. <laughs> Jake underscore Chook. How can it be a turning point when you're already losing? 20 out of 33 completion rate. 0-3 from goal. 40 to 13 missed tackles. Work it out. Stuart Marler. Before too long, every official in the NRL will be driving a car supplied by City Forward. <laughs> There's a bit of that. It is. Uh, North Queensland Cowboys 39 defeat the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks nil up there at 1,300 teeth. And uh, there was a crowd of 21,683 in attendance. The Cowboys double to Michael Morgan, Justin O'Neill, Scott Bolton, Antonio Winterstein, Kyle Felt, and Ethan Lowe with tries. Thurston, four of seven conversions, a penalty goal and a field goal. Sharks, tough. nothing. Sweet fuck all. Tough night for the Sharkies. Scored as many points as they did premierships. <laughs> I really feel like the Sharks just sim- simply reached the end of their potential, um, and it happened a week prior. Uh, they come into this game, you know, a hostile crowd, uh, you know, baying for, for Cowboys' success. and Baying for their sister's virginity. That's unnecessary. I, I just like I, I just hear things about North Queensland. I'm just don't shoot the messenger. I'm just the guy. I'm just reporting facts here. I, I think the sharks just run out of potential. They 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 expelled it all um, the week previous to to get this far, and there's no shame in that. And they have had a great season, but um, you know, with they've got some good young guys coming through, but. You know, another year on Gallon's legs. Um, Wade Graham is, is probably going to have to going to take some of his mantle next season. How does that change the dynamic of the squad? And um, yeah, Shark is close and um, certainly a hell of an improvement on where they were last year. But um, we know the Cowboys are this good and skillful. Um, you know, thirty nine points on a team in a final is, you know, it's not quite forty nil, is it, Nathan? But it's, no, it's um, not a grand final. It's a hell of a, a hell of an impressive performance. But are they tough enough to take it out when things are stacked against them? We've seen over the past few years that things haven't gone their way, and and it's cost them games. And this was certainly a game where everything went their way. Yeah, for sure. They got the benefit of some, you know, lousy officiating. You know, some wasn't a fifty-fifty that went their way. Um, put the sword into them early, and mm. uh, were never headed. If the Cowboys do, you know, happen to pull it off and win the Premiership this year, I think it cements Thurston's status as an immortal. But does that expectation, does it work as a double-edged sword for the Cowboys? He's He's got unparalleled desire and, and will to win, um, and certainly amongst the, the players left in the in the competition now. But And the general feeling, you know, we've spoken about it a number of times this season, that, you know, the window for the Cowboys is probably right now. Uh, or fuck off, <laughs> and I just wonder if that 
could bring about their undoing if if they're in a tight game and you know the clock's winding down. We saw it in week get, get in week one it. of the finals. Um, you know the game was on the line and they couldn't come up with a play to win it. I've seen it so many times though. I mean, there's been so many games manly up in North Queensland where we're leading by two points coming to the end and Thurston is just fucking going nuts trying to do everything, throws a forward pass and it drifts forward and, you know, that would have put the guy away that would have won mm. the game. And then he's just blowing up at the referees and you can just see he's just fucking like, his, yeah. his blood pressure must be ridiculous. And he just, I mean, I don't think there's a person that's got a will to win in the rugby league world ever. Like Jonathan Thurston. No, I so agree. Like, not, not now, not top four, not the competition this year. Mm. I mean, I'm fucking ever. I don't think there's anybody who wants to win and leaves as much out there. And the fact that he has a an ability as a footballer that matches that will to win makes yep. him the player that he is. It's it's just we're at the pointy end now and, and they're 80 minutes from a grand final and he's... I don't know. I just and feel they're like they're still a team. It's like you know, their, their spines, you know, okay. Like Granville's been very good this year, sure, but he's not the most elite. You know, Coote's been good, but he's not what you would call, you know, one of the the most elite fullbacks. They've got fantastic props, and Tamau's actually playing footy. Mm. Like I mean, he's he's turned it around massively. But there's a lot of fucking averageness in that side too, though. By necessity, because they're putting so much money into the, into the sure. pockets of people like JT and Matthew Scott and you know those guys. So. And that's the nature of the salary cap. And it's, you know, teams can look, you know, a season or or two in, down the track, teams look dramatically different. Yeah. And it's almost if they get to that point, you know, next season, who's come, who's coming, who's going. The season after that, it's a it's a vastly different site. Exactly. And, and like and like the emergence this year of Michael Morgan. Yeah. I mean, how's his salary going to fit into the you know the Matt Scott, uh, Jonathan Thurston era, you know Cowboys where those exactly. two particularly and Tamil wouldn't be on uh, on. Well, he's a representative a level yeah, player, so he's sure. on a certain level as well. Granville's obviously going to need an upgrade after the way that he's performed for the side. Uh, Lachlan Coote would have went up there and fuck all too, I'd imagine. There's a lot know. of pressure and a lot of yeah. expectation, especially the way they've been bundled out the last three years or so. Um, there's a lot of obviously a lot of resentment, but also a lot of expectation that you know they have been there or thereabouts, and it and it needs to happen. So um, how JT processes that, and how you know it that morphs into on-field performance, is going to be the make or break their season. Exactly. Now, where are we? Up hop. Shwank of essence. I like the fact that the top four teams, the four teams left. That is, the sh- that is the Sharks definitely weren't a top four team. Easy draw, ran out. Eddie NZ. If there's one thing to take away from this game, it's that Souths were really, really shit last week. <laughs> Souths were a team that needed to be bundled out. They were just at the end of the road. Yeah. And they've, and they've been that way for you know, a couple of months, probably. Hammers, H4MMERZ. Sharks have spent so much time this week handing out bags of dicks, they forgot to actually train. Uh, at Angry Stink. Sharks have planned this well. After the game's over, they're already halfway to Bali. Uh, JR underscore buff. Time for the Sharks to remove a few ribs and eat their own dicks. Good luck with that. And uh, <laughs> uh, Mitch Dor 13 sent us a sequence of tweets. He said, uh, it's a sad, sad day for rugby league. Hash, put your dicks out. They got, uh, to be fair, I think we all knew the Sharks lacked the polish slash finesse to actually win the comp, but damn, it was fun while it lasted. The addition of Maloney and Townsend plus Bird and Holmes in their preferred positions for 2016, I can only see things getting better. 
it's true. Kick it mobile. Let's round up and say shark supporters should eat a bag of 40 dicks. Sounds better. Cool. And Bay Bay BNC. Dead set conspiracy against the Cowboys to stop them getting to 40 nil. <laughs> Previews for week three of the finals, where uh, four becomes two. We get our grand final lineup, hopefully an entertaining one, because, well, actually it doesn't really matter, because we're going to be so fucking blind. <laughs> Could be the professional motherfuckers. Could be the puppy bowl out there on the field. Could be the fucking toilet bowl. It's <laughs> about the only bowl I'll be looking at Sundays. Could be the, the, uh, the passed out asleep bowl. Uh, prior to kickoff, <laughs> give me pie and hot dog and three bottles of water bowl. Yes, Friday night football. The Brisbane Broncos take on the Sydney Roosters in what would be probably a, a fair grand final, to be honest. But they have to meet the week before. 1v2. 1v2. And uh, yeah, how do you see it? Roosters are the betting favourites, I believe. Look, I, I think that this is. Uh it's going to be one hell of a game, and like you say, worthy, worthy of being the grand final a week later. Mitchell Pearce comes back into the side uh, for the Roosters. Obviously, the biggest advantage for the Broncos is that they are playing at home, um, and it's going to be a, a fairly raucous capacity crowd um, in their favour, and that that shouldn't be discounted. But I just I worry about the Roosters um, without Hargreaves. His um his matchup with with the Broncos earlier this season was was epic and and although Thorday got the better of him there they just get so much confidence out of his go forward and um, without him there it it forced it you know Dylan Napa and Sam Mower who are both you know fantastic players and and give good go forward of their own but Letters just has that extra element of, of swagger and yeah and, but I tell you what. Dylan Napa, he's got a he's got a lot of cunt in him. Well, he's a redhead, mate. Yeah, well, and, and you know it's just, it's just the immutable laws of laws of of nature that put redhead. And he's not the type of redhead that just put, lays put, there still while put, someone bangs him. Put redhead, put like redhead. Some redheads do. Put red, put redhead on red hair on a woman. Mm. Spectacular. Redhead mm. on a guy. Fucking dirty the opposite. Ranger. Soulless, spectacular. Soulless, dirty ranger. Exactly. Burn it with fire. Um. So yeah, what I mean, like saying, like letters is. I'm going to tip the Broncos for uh, for Jackson's sake, for obvious reasons, because they're your team. Yeah, yeah. Second team. Fuck you. They're fucking flying around there. He's not moving too quick. Fuck! I think we can get this cunt. Oh, you little bitch! You're not moving too quick either. It would seem. Fucking cunt! Or you had it. I had it and lost it. Land there, bitch! Land there, bitch! Oh, fucking cunt! Stay still for a minute. Well, they still for an hour by the fucking way you're moving. Don't hit me. Don't hit my on, phone. He's on your phone. Got him. Oh, yeah, he got him, and he just fucking went vert and course corrected. I and got flew him. Off. I flicked him with one finger. You've been there with fucking two ape-like hands. I fucking caught him, and he got out with the chopsticks, bitch. Jesus. <laughs> Look, I think you know it's going to be the the battle of the. The Roosters forwards trying to overpower the Broncos and the and the Broncos forwards trying to uh, just wear the Roosters forwards out with agility and, and speed around the ruck. So 
I just think that you know Hunt and Milford. I think they uh, they win the game for the Broncos. I think I think the Roosters are, are sincerely. I think that they are weakened by the addition of Mitchell Pearce. I don't understand why you. I mean, yeah, you you know, there's the adage you know you have to play your best players and so forth. But I think the but combination is he, is he their best player, best option there? Well, he, he may he may be the best halfback in the club. However, the combination of Hastings and Maloney has proven to be you know I don't want to use the R word you know, but the revelation mm. over the last couple of weeks, especially when we're talking about the pressure cooker of finals football, where the loss of your halfback would ordinarily be seen to be a real fucking threat to your continued progression through the series exactly and he hasn't missed a beat which has is a credit missed, to the have, he's not missed a beat he's made Maloney look fucking incredible as well like Maloney hasn't played better all year mm. than with Hastings who are you tipping uh, fuck I think the Broncos I think everyone's talking about the Roosters this and the Roosters that and the, and maybe the Roosters have a style to beat the Broncos because they seem to have got them both times and including the game where they suffered the, the, the bad injuries to, to letters and well they didn't, they didn't get the game at Suncorp Ben Hunt scored the golden point try. No, that's no. That was the one with the, where where the letters lost the battle with Thayer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just uh, they they had the the Pierce injury. Well, that's maybe that's another thing for Pierce not being decided because that game where he got injured was the one where they they, they lost letters and Pierce mm. and they and they hung on and still pulled out the win. So yeah, it's just fucking hard. Like so, a lot of people saying, "Oh, you roosters," and bookies saying roosters, but I don't. I think it. You know, at home, and I think the you know. Unless it's like an occasion sort of thing, like a pressure sort yeah, of thing. I think Ben. I mean, the Roosters have certainly well been there. Geared up for that. I mean, the Roosters have been there all before, um, many, many times, uh, with the majority of that squad. So it's certainly nothing, you know, nothing new to those guys. Um, it's tough, man. That's why it's a semi-final, <laughs> and it's play replaces the grand final. It's a tough call, but I think I think the Broncos will win, and. Um, I'm, I don't really have much, many reservations about that. The Roosters are going to come out, and you know maybe they'll fucking show me something. In the, you know, does the week off hurt the Broncos? You know, all these things. So I don't know. These discussions prove that it's a tight clash, and it's uh, obviously two well-matched teams that are playing for you know a spot in the biggest day. And we're both tipping the Broncos. Uh, Melbourne Storm take on the Cowboys on Saturday evening. Uh, this one takes place at Amy Park. Well, the Cowboys have kind of dispelled, or at least for this year, they've uh, removed the concern as uh, so much as far as being a travelling side. Sure. The Storm, however, do, you know... This is a different proposition, though, Melbourne in Melbourne. Yeah, I mean, they lost the Knights there when they were on the bottom. They lost the Manly there when they were on the bottom. Um, they lost the Penrith when they were on the bottom, but I don't know if... Or I don't know if that was in Melbourne or not, though. Um, no, Billy Slater, big game, fuck up. Yeah, that's true too. Munster's done a, done a very good job there. Corabetti's been named. I, th- I thought he was, uh, you know, going to be out. Yeah, who you put in there? I mean, yeah, you lose some attacking threat, but yeah, if you put someone in there, catch some tackle, balls, though. Yeah, if you know if you know someone who can defend, and you can put him in there. Then wow, that shores up the storm. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I'm frankly amazed that the Storm have made it so far. However, they looked really fucking good in their first finals game. So they're a team that could definitely use the week off. They're a team that definitely won't be affected by the week off. They've been there all before, mostly. Um, obviously, Bellamy, master coach as well. Uh, Cowboys. 
they fucked up on the final hurdle so many times. Yeah. So many, like, the last, like, for fucking years. I mean, it goes back past the conspiracy year of shit, too. Like, I remember, was it 2011 when they were leading Manly at half time, something like the vicinity of 24 nil in a game at Sydney Football Stadium? And Manly ended up winning that game, you know. 48 to not much. Like. It wasn't 2004 where they fucking packed the scrum with a few seconds left and the referee wouldn't let it... Oh, fucking Wouldn't yeah. call time off and let the that's, game run out and called a, game over? Yeah, that's not something I can remember at all. So, look. This is the year Thurston is still Thurston. His ability and skills have not declined one iota. I think regardless of who wins this game, whoever wins the Broncos-Roosters game will win the comp. I believe that too. Um, but I just have a bad feeling about the Cowboys. problem with the Roosters-Broncos game, I think that's going to be a, a, a more physical battle. Um, and so, you know, you could get the you know, the injury or something, you know, something crucial. But, I mean, you've got the, the Cowboys, you know, big men... And then the storms fucking wrestle, so well, the, there's the, going to be a few bumps and bruises. Yeah, well, the storm wind, the storm wind through smothering the cowboys, or the cowboys wind through rugged, running and ragging. Either way, you know they're not going to come out unscathed. No. Uh, look, I hate to say it, but I'd like, I'd like to see the cowboys win, mm. um, and not for any JT reasons either. It's just I don't know. It's fucking. It's, it's tough, man. I just don't. I, I look at the Storms lineup and I look at some of the performances through the year and I think, how the fuck are they even there? Yeah, exactly. And, they're not and, good and enough. I think they, you know, but they're, they're, but they're good enough. They pulled out a performance there. in week one against, you know, an opposition that lost. Um, well, they won like a dozen games in a row. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, so you have to say that. Yeah, that makes me think that there's. Like you say, their past form, week one, impressive performance, don't get me wrong, yep. but Roosters did lose, um, you know, Pierce and, and Letters, which had an impact on that game. And only just know. lost too, by yeah. like a couple yeah, of points. Exactly. So, yeah. um, so that was a hell of a disruption to overcome, and they almost got there anyway. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to tip the Cowboys. Yeah, I am too. I think I think they're just the, they're a better side, and then you've got the desire of thirst that we already spoke about, and the fact that this is the this is the year. I mean, yeah, they you know they're they're carrying some players in that mix, but I mean, not as many as they have in the past. They've actually brought up some guys that uh, you know weren't great, and they've become you know valuable contributors mm. to the side. So, look, I think it's uh, I th- I think it's going to be the Cowboys. The only thing against the Cowboys, I think, is if it's really super tight, 10 minutes to go. Yeah. And the storm just... You They'll know, shorten do, up a bit. Yeah I, want, yeah, I wonder what would happen there. But uh, I think the Cowboys deserve to be favourites. I'm not sure if they are betting or not. I haven't had a look. But they certainly they deserve to be the favourites, and I think they will uh, win. So we're tipping an all-Queensland grand final. We are. Just comment on that. That fucking bullshit. Like, oh, what a fucking ridiculous grand final. It's going to be shit, and people are going to be selling their tickets. Because guess what? My team, I mean, like, I've, I've been to most of the last sort of seven or eight grand finals. And, my, yeah, my team was in, you know, three of them. But, uh, well, no, actually, we'll go back to 2007 or in four of them. But... Just because the team is, like the, I don't care, what, you know what these are. I mean, it's a fucking great day. Well, it's, yeah, it's grand final day. I mean, yeah. 
I think I'm in favour of the grand final moving and playing in different stadiums. I don't have a problem with that. The Super Bowl does it. Yeah, every year. But why, why shouldn't the game maximise that revenue? Because it's not maximising the revenue if they're if if they're losing thirty thousand odd seats. Mm, but if the stadium pays for the privilege, isn't that how it's going to work? Yeah, Highest I mean, bidder. Yeah, but I mean, surely they state government. If Queensland got it, and I'm just saying, oh fuck, it could go to Melbourne. Who knows? Yeah, Melbourne have got the facilities to handle. Sure. State government loves ponying up cash for major yeah. sporting events. Yeah, like Lang Park is awesome, but you know, I'd want another thirty thousand seats on there. Mm. A to accommodate the people that want to go there. Um, B, there's got to be revenue, yeah, you know, ticket revenue as part of the the whole equation somewhere sure. down the line. You can't sustain. It, well, you know, it's, it's cheaper it's a seats, business transaction. Cheap, isn't cheaper seat, eighty to one hundred dollars. Mm. Thirty thousand of that. But you're not losing just out in the base level. But even though thirty thousand, those mm. a lot of fucking money. Yeah. So I'm not averse to it moving either. I think mean, we'll, we'll fucking go wherever it is. But you just want to make sure that you got like for like in terms of facilities and stuff like that. And I mean the, the constant Queensland side bleeding about it just it just speaks to the fucking inferiority little brother complex that they you know they've always felt and and you know yeah feed I, off I don't, I don't think that, stuff like that i mean it's just, i don't think it's, that it should move because queensland has some moral obligation to to host the grand final yeah I, I wouldn't have an issue with it if it went to melbourne or perth or fucking hobart if someone yeah. wanted to if they had the the right size facility and the game was going to generate a maximum amount of revenue out of it out of a showpiece yep. game or, or if it's good enough for you know, NRL makes plenty of comparisons and, and draws a lot of inspiration out of the NFL and how they do things. Yeah. Their showpiece game gets... The thing is, the NFL, everyone, everyone's got a fucking gigantic stadium because they've, they've, oh, got, exactly. they've either got a team or they've got a college team. Yeah. And so there's the, the facilities are there everywhere, you know, where that would want to bid for it. Um, I, think if you, I think if you open it up for bidding, there's only, you know, Sydney and Melbourne are the only ones that really have a chance because there'd be a list of criteria you'd look at and one of those criteria would be the facilities and the and the, the crowd capacity that you could sustain, and they're the only two that can do it. You know, I'm not sure what you know if Adelaide or I'm not sure what they you know they hold there at Adelaide Oval or wherever, sure, you, wherever yeah. you play it. The same thing at Perth if you know you had it over the Wacker or somewhere. I don't know, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. But um, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, it looks like we're tipping a Queensland Grand Final. That is full time for episode 207. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you hit the like button, share the post, all that good shit as you always do. Uh, no iTunes reviews this week, coming up to the end of the season. So I'll tell you what, open up iTunes, throw in a search for This Week in League, and then click to rate and review. I promise you it will only take two minutes, and it helps us out massively. And like, Seriously, one of the best ways you can support the show is by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes and giving us a review. Um, and we, we get that, like, we you know, we do merchandise and memberships and stuff like that, but we get that people aren't, aren't made of money. Like, certainly we aren't, and you know, no one is. Um, but even if that's the case, like an iTunes review and hitting that Audible trial... That's that's massive for us alone. I mean, you do not have to spend any money to support the show. Uh, tipping, 
Nigel B is rolling home, still maintaining a lead of three points. Uh, David Kingston in second place also matched him with three out of four last weekend, and uh, so remains three points behind on 130. Matthew Bell, he's thrown the Hail Marys. They haven't come off. He's on 127 points behind there, so it is definitely a two-horse race, and even now, three games left in the season. David Kingston, the best he can the best he can do is tie, although that differential thing they do with the margin, I believe that he would actually win on that if it was today. Uh, going back through the order, we've got uh, Goodnight CJ, uh, Ben Diggity, Chris Blackwell, Mario Siegs, Mikus, Doug, and Desi's Ducks rounding out the top 10, and now we now have 11 points between 10th place and uh, first place. So uh, what do we got here? Fantasy's done, Pick the Ladder Comp is done, and uh, thank you once again to our new sponsor, Betting Club, betting.club on the internets, and uh, don't forget to uh, check out their new website and uh, take advantage of some of those promos like the first deposit into account, uh, deposit 50, get 150, only Queensland, Taz and NT, uh, the NRL Power Play between 5pm and 7pm on Friday nights, uh, and this weekend it's the Queenslander, you know, named, named for the, you know, Billy Gronk Moore, and uh, $5 for a multi for the Broncos and Cowboys to both win, as we tipped, in fact. So a maximum bet of $50 on that one. And uh, the finals promo, uh, if your team scores 18 points but loses, get a bonus bet up to $100. That one there's not probably a bad shout for the Cowboys-Broncos games, to be honest. 18 points and a loss. I can mm. see that game being like a 22-18 sort of situation. 24-18, 24-20. Who knows? And Good finally, weekend of footy coming up oh, and uh, an even better weekend or Sunday or football next weekend. Oh, fucking going to be tremendous. Can't wait. Reminder, if you're going to El Loco, I mean, we're not binding you to this sort of thing. Um, we don't need to book exact numbers, but just to give us an idea for uh, for El Loco guys there to see how much space they can allocate, let us know if you are coming along and if you bring in mates or whatever, just so we can get vague numbers to give those guys next weekend. Um, what else? What am I forgetting? Something else. Um, I think that's it. So, if there's anything I've forgotten... Still almost blasted out two hours. Jeez, we talk some rubbish. Exactly, exactly. What well, You're giving people value for money. Yes, yes we are. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting every cent worth of that free. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all we've got time for. See you next week. <laughs>